Hello and welcome back to Sorry to Get Back on Topic and continuing our topical series of foundation discussions. I have Alex back with me after a couple episode hiatus. Hello, hello. Hello. Just taking a brief break between poopy diapers. Yeah. <laughs> to chat about foundation. You know, important stuff. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's so funny. At first when we, we talked about doing this, uh, I was like, oh man, we're going to have to like only watch like one a week or whatever, like, and we'll like have to wait to watch the rest of them. <laughs> and then Smash Cut to now, I'm like, I can barely keep up. I'm like, oh yeah, I got to try to watch that. Yeah. Uh, it's, but, um, but no, obviously very good. And I'm excited to have found a little pocket of time here. Yeah. To chat about it. Good, good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm glad I have m- multiple people participating in this project. So I kind of have some fallback plans, uh, different schedules. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I have to admit that I, on the other hand, like sped ahead. Once I hit maybe episode four or five, um, I just started like, I don't know. It's not that, uh, this sounds terrible, but it's not that I was like dying to find out what happened next. It's just that it felt like (laughs) some of the episodes just weren't enough. And so I was like, all right, there's got to be more to this. Like, let's keep this going. And so um, I'd watch the next one and then the next one. So I'm not entirely up to date. I think I'm on, I don't know, eight. And there might be about 10 of them out. This is a really informative podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're the experts on foundation. Yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, and so I've I've been like yeah, there's ten out. I was correct. Okay. Um, there have been a lot of developments that I just can't wait to discuss. But it's like, well, we have to eat our vegetables first. <laughs> so let's get through our episode five and and maybe six discussion. It just it gets really. Oh man, there's some stuff that really riles me up later on. <laughs> yeah, I'm already getting kind of riled up because I'm just like trying to. I just like can't figure out where they are taking this thing. It is kind of like driving me nuts because I almost want them to either just quit following the books entirely or like stick to them more. Like it seems like they're trying to like cling on to them a little bit. Yeah, but pick a lane in a way that just makes everybody mad. Like, because I think some of the choices they make about diverging from the books don't result in compelling storytelling. Some do. The emperor thing, that's brilliant. That's like, yeah, duh, right? Um, I mean, the fact that we've seen so little of Jared Harris is mind-boggling to me. That's disappointing. Um, if you were going to make some change, do that, right? Um, like, I don't really find... Gail's storyline particularly compelling. I don't really find uh, you guys talked about this last week, but or whenever last time it was recorded. But like mm-hmm. Salver be, went from being this super interesting character in the book, I think, to a, a really sort of one dimensional feeling character in the show. Mm-hmm. And I just I can't figure out why. Yeah, I can't figure out why. And I, I sense this, you know, need by the creators to like really get you invested in the characters mm-hmm. like you need to get invested in this character for a long period of time but okay i understand that impulse right as a storyteller as like someone who's going to 
put on, you said something like eight seasons <laughs> signed up for. <laughs> yeah. He said that, I go, oh no. Oh my God. But um, Mike, Mike's skeptical that Apple TV will be around in eight seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair argument. Yeah. Uh, yeah what, things, what things are around now that, we're, like, or what things aren't around now that were around eight years ago? We should have that discussion in a little right. bit. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just think like, if you're going to do it, if you're going to, if you're going to create this extra around these characters, then like you gotta make it a little more compelling. Again, they did a great job with Lee Pace's character. They've done it really well there. That mm-hmm. is super intriguing mm-hmm. and and barely takes you off the books, right? Like it yeah. doesn't like compromise the story kind of whatsoever. It's sort of a subquest, mm-hmm. you know, that's happening that doesn't really change much. Um, so that's great. That's wonderful. Um, but yeah, the other ones I'm not I'm not really feeling, and I sort of like. Sorry, I am talking a lot here, but no, this is this is great. You've you've got a lot stored up in the bank, right? Yeah, a lot on my mind. But I was thinking, like, you know, what would have been a great format for this is like the True Detective format, where like they mm. brought in these really big stars, but just for a little bit. It's like. Matthew McConaughey, I think, did a season of that. Um, and who else was on that show? Um, uh, Colin Farrell, Woody Harrelson. Really big names, but they did like one season each. Right. It wasn't like they were right. these characters you got connected to for a long time. Well, Lee like, Pace might, might be gone after the, this season. I don't know. <laughs> well, that could be. Yeah. But like, I was thinking that could have been like a perfect sort of way of doing the show because it keeps moving through time. It keeps like no character sticks around. For mm-hmm. too long, like it could be great. You just have these like pockets of like five or six episodes where you have these like superstars, you know, coming in like really rocking it, and then mm-hmm. they're gone, and that's just you just accept that form, you know. That's um, a really interesting. And you tell idea. the story more authentically. Yeah, but anyway, okay, I'm done. I'm off my soapbox I'm, now. This is this is this is great. Um, I I feel like it's uh, <sighs> hmm. I don't know what to think about Jared Harris and um, Selden because he's great. I think he's a perfect fit for Harry Selden. Well, I don't know. You could take him in different ways. I think um, Jared Harris is a little bit more um, kind of uh, more confident. And I the sense that I got from the Books and again, you know, they can change what they want, but they should pick a lane. <laughs> Either it's like the books, or it's or it's just roughly based on it. It's an anyway. Um, I got I always got the impression that Harry Seldon, the character, um, was this kind of you know thick glasses kind of professor and a type of uh, persona, and uh, at the same time, he's very egotistical. Um, I remember in the books there are several points in the book where he like wants to take credit for psychohistory. Um, there's a, like some sort of device um, that was made to help develop psychohistory and it was initially named after his assistant who invented it. And then Harry Seldon comes up with a rule of all right, in our in our psychohistory department, uh, we're we're not allowed to name our equations or our devices after any person. You know, in like science, a lot of times they'll 
like Hawking radiation. They'll name a certain theory after the person who discovered it. And he's like, no, we don't want any of that because that might confuse people as to who's behind psychohistory. He wants all the credit. So he's very kind of boastful in that sense, but he's also, I, I feel like, definitely very much the kind of nerdy professor kind of character. So Jared Harris, mm-hmm. I love. Uh, he's got like a great voice. I love that accent. And um, he seems like an intellectual, so he fits that side of it. And he's got the ego, that's for sure. But he, he feels uh, his character is, I don't know, almost too strong. But... Um, Anyway, stepping aside from that a little bit, you touched on uh, Gale and Salvor, and I already talked about Salvor in the last episode, so I won't reiterate that stuff there. But (laughs) this episode, to get on topic of episode five specifically, is kind of this flashback or um, what do you call it? The backstory episode for Gale. And... I'm. Uh, I just watched half of it while I was uh, prepping for this show to kind of remind myself of it, and it reminded me that man, I, I don't like her. <laughs> I just don't. I'm not. Inv- <laughs> I'm not invested. Um, I'm not sure what it is. I just. She's whiny, and um, and I I mean that in like, just kind of like a little kid sense. Um. And it's it stands in conflict with like what you want her to be. Like it sounds like they set her up mm-hmm. to be this strong, inspiring, super smart kind of um uh yeah, just a hero, really. But instead, it's yeah. kinda like she's constantly this victim of things happening to her. And sure she's she is smart, I get that, and she um, you know, is like figuring her way out of things. Uh, like when she's stuck on this ship, uh, I don't think it's fully resolved in this episode, but you know she's kind of like working through that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like eh, you're you're better than this, or or I thought you would be. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally hear that. Um, I mean, at one on the one side, I'm sort of glad they're again choosing to elaborate on something outside the books that doesn't well hopefully not <laughs> who knows how this is going to play out but doesn't affect the storyline too much i guess we'll see mm-hmm. what happens with it but um uh, on uh, it's the same argument i made at the beginning right like if you're going to take the time to do that and go out of the books yeah it's got to be more compelling i i find the whole her whole relationship with Raish, all of it just it seemed like they threw so much at you about that in the first I don't know, a couple episodes, three or four episodes of like really intense emotional moments between her and Raish. But like that was at a point where you had no connection to them. You're like, I don't like, I, I don't, I'm not feeling this, yeah. like, like this tension here. Um, and they sort of put the cart before the horse because like now they're starting to like, you're starting to explore who she is, how she's reacting to like, you know, she's in this ship by herself. How is she going to react to this adversity? How is she going to use her intellect? How is she doing all this stuff? Like, we almost needed this before anything else happened with her to give us some kind of context of who she is as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still don't really know, I think, who she is. I can't, it's just kind of a blank character in a way. Yeah, I, um, I don't really know what what she is for. 
because in the beginning of the series, she shows up, she's won this math competition, she's excited to work with Harry, um, and then she's angry because, like, not that they threw her under the bus, but they knew that she was going to be arrested, and she, no one wants to be arrested. And she's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Why did you do this? And um, right. And so she's justifiably angry. Um, and then she's on the ship, which is kind of confusing because it's like it was a punishment of exile, and yet they staffed this ship with hundreds of people. So it's like, imagine like being sentenced to prison and they're like, all right, but first we're going to pick out 300 people to go to prison with you. Like that, that <laughs> or, or like you can choose well, your guest I list. Think, <laughs> so well, I think it was, those were his followers, right? Like, and they wanted to just get the whole lot of them off of Trantor, right? Yeah, like, so there was that, that thought process didn't exist on Trantor anymore. But but then um, but yeah, yeah I think go, that's go a good ahead. point. You said that they're his followers. She doesn't seem like his follower, or she might have been until she met him, and then she like quickly doesn't like him anymore because <laughs> of of what he did. <laughs> um, so like I feel like given the choice, she wouldn't have gone on that ship, but she is anyway. And yeah, yeah I don't know. I can see what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, yeah. So here's here's where they left holes, right? If they wanted to build um, more depth to her character and give you a mo- little bit more understanding of who she is, then like, why not spend some more time with her grappling with the decision mm-hmm. whether or not to go with Harry? She's seen his equation. She knows he's right, you know. But yep. at the same time, like she, her life just dramatically changed. Here she is. She's like basically has forsaken her home world and she's here this, in Trantor. And now this guy has like, she feels like she's been fooled a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so she's stuck between the, the, the pure science saying that he's right. And the fact that she was be, kind of betrayed in a way and like, why not spend some time in that conflict, that mental conflict? Right. She's being, get you invested in who she is, how she makes decisions. Yeah. She's basically catfished and she's being used as a pawn in all of this. And this would have been, yeah, so earlier on, we could have had this episode, which is, um, you know, about the first half of it really is her backstory back on the home planet, um, her religious upbringing, and then final kind of breaking point um, of where, like, she knows that this planet is going to die or that people are going to drown. No one listens to her. Or the people that do that do listen to her say she's heretical. So she's like, mm-hmm. all right, well, I'm either going to sit here and die with my mouth closed or I can get off this planet and maybe do something with my intellect. She gets there and then they're like, ha-ha, actually we just used you as like a little prop for our trial and you're going to come along this 35-year space journey to a, into the galaxy with us. She doesn't feel like a follower. Or if they want her to be a follower, then they could have built that up. Or they could have lent more on that conflict of her backstory and where she is now. And um, yeah, I don't know if this is reading too much into it, but the beginning of the episode opens and she's talking about this dream of a black hole and uh, water and like this fear of being sucked into the event horizon with no escape. And I wonder if that's like a metaphor mm-hmm. for psychohistory, if 
for her. We're like, she gets mm. she gets into the math and she gets on board with the psychohistory stuff, and it's kind of like she can't escape it. But um, but anyway, I don't. Maybe this is just like a certain lens that I'm viewing it through. But I feel like a lot of all these different episodes with her in it are painting her as just like this victim, and it's frustrating because I feel like she's capable of more. Yeah, I I totally agree. It paints her as a victim, and I I I like that you brought up the 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 vision of like being drawn into the event horizon or whatever, and it's like mm-hmm. why not? take that inner turmoil out a little more. It's never, it's never acted out in any way. Like mm-hmm. every, she's, every she, time she's, she's doing anything, I just primes. feel like she's an automaton. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, and I just, Ooh, yeah. That's an interesting contrast. Since, since we do have an actual robot in this TV show, again, <laughs> the actual robot, Demerzel, um, seems yeah, to has more personality. struggle with things a lot more. Yes, seriously. <laughs> Yeah, I, I won't spoil it because I think it comes in the next episode or the one after. But there is more focus in the future of the show on Demerzel, and I see a lot more humanity in her, or not humanity, but just yeah, str- struggle, conflict. Um, and yeah, a lot of my frustration with this character, with Gale, also is in a later episode where we kind of conclude what's going on with the ship. So I won't spoil anything there. But part of this is influenced by that episode. And I just feel like, also, she's really sucking up a lot of the time (laughs) in this show. Like, if they're not going to do it right, Right. they're really giving a lot of airtime to her. And that's also frustrating because I don't remember Gale, or Gall, as I thought it was, uh, as a a longstanding character in the books. No. I'm trying to remember. I mean, literally, after they leave for Terminus, you never hear about Gale again. Yeah, gal. I think they call it, say. Well, I don't know. Depends on what if you listen to an audiobook, who right. your narrator is. Yeah, if you're a Scott Brick man like I am. Yeah, me too. Then, uh, <laughs> then you get gal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, they don't come back at all, which really terrifies me. I'm like afraid to watch <laughs> more episodes because I'm like, she's gonna go like save the day in some way, and I'm like, how? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> just just no, this is not part of it. Like, but. I don't want to be such a purist, but yeah, it's hard. I feel like just, I feel like we're being pretty fair on this show, like you, me, and Mike, and everyone, in the sense that like we call out the points where we're comparing it to the book. I'm willing to give them creative license, but the thing is, like when they do take this license to deviate from the book, it doesn't seem like it is in a good way. They do get some wins, like with the Emperor. That's a that's a solid win. Um, Mm-hmm. But I just feel like they're they're changing it, and for what? And a lot of times at the end of the episode, I don't want to spoil anything for Mary. I watch it with her, but then after the episode, I'll tell her. So this is how it went down in the books, and she's like, "Wow, that's so much more interesting." <laughs> like they made it less interesting in the in the TV show. Right. Yeah, um, they're just missing so much of the psychological thriller aspect that I think is present in the books, and I, I think that's really going to bite them. I think they're underselling yeah. their audience. Right, um, and um, yeah. La- last bit on her, that kind of speculation I brought up towards the end of our last podcast was about the n- narration, and um, she kind of acts as the narrator, um, the 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 like disembodied voice th- through different parts of the episode, 
um, where in the books you get these excerpts of Encyclopedia Galactica as if you, the reader, are kind of learning about this through the encyclopedia that the foundation built up. Anyway, right. another thing that kind of weirds me out is that if she's doing this narration, that kind of omniscient role makes me feel like this character is going to make it to the end. And we know this is a long journey. Mm-hmm. And yeah. are they going to like, Put her in another escape pod. Are they gonna like? Is she gonna like just be on ice and then come back? And what was? Well, I forget the the boyfriend's name on Terminus. The the Scruffy McGee guy. <laughs> um, oh, Salvor's boyfriend, uh, the traitor. But I don't. Yeah, I don't really remember. And he's he's like either. actually eighty Again, something years old. Staggeringly underdeveloped Claire character, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wonder if they're gonna do it where like they set Gale up to like live through all eight seasons or most of them or something like crazy like that, which is just so weird to pluck this like minor character in the story and they don't really do a good job with her and yet they seem to make her so primary in in the TV story. So it's like, yeah. if you're going to do it, fine, just do it right. And that was my main frustration, I think, with this episode. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why you wouldn't have picked somebody that that was at the end to tell the story because that would make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're finishing the article or whatever it is, like well, however they're painting this. Like the narrator is someone you come to meet later mm-hmm. because they are reading. They've they they can tell the story because it happened. Exactly. You know what I mean in history. Um, so yeah, that's quite interesting. I mean, they do have an out. I guess they could, you know, at the end of the first season, maybe it won't be told by Gail anymore and it'll go on to somebody else or something mm-hmm. like that. But um I don't know. I'm not I'm not optimistic and that makes me really sad because there's there's like so much potential. Yeah. Like I, I think they could there could have been enough content to stretch the whole first season ending with the Anacreons coming to Terminus. Mm-hmm. Like that could have been the big moment, but instead it doesn't feel like that big of a deal. Cause we're like, oh, I haven't even connected to any of these people. Yeah. Yet. It's just yet I another don't really care. Mm-hmm. Who wins this battle, you know, I'm not that connected to Salver. Like, right. You know, she hasn't done anything to make me feel like, Oh, I want to be on this person's side. Um, and like, they're just going for the easy out of like she's just gonna do things in the nick of time or like you know be really lucky or have a special power instead of it being like it is in the book spoiler alert but like it's it's critical thinking all of it is Mm -hmm. outmaneuvering the other person it's not that you got lucky it's not that you are um you know you you suddenly get a superpower on your side it's literally out thinking and that kind of psychological thriller stuff is what keeps people hooked like i mean look at house of cards man right like think about how like there wasn't there's no action in house of cards it's all this mind drama of like how are these people maneuvering to get power and you know and and end up on top and it's so captivating that you can't Mm -hmm. help but stream a whole season at once yeah you know like oh we could have had that here you know like totally that but House of Cards in Space. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it is, isn't it? Like if you <laughs> yeah. think about it's a it's like a I mean think about foundation. Political thriller commentary about uh, a lot of things and 
Uh, see, that's the other thing. Maybe, no, I don't know. I don't think I'm missing it because I'm watching each of these episodes like three times now at this point because <laughs> I, I watch it often by myself. Then I'll maybe watch it with Mary and then I try to watch it again before we podcast. So I don't know. I should give myself more credit. But I don't think I'm missing it. But I feel like, you know, science fiction, I understood, has always been a commentary about society. Um, kind of like a philosophical piece that allows you to, through the magic of different time, different place, um, but same circumstance, we can talk about things like racism or um, you know mm-hmm. inequalities and or, or the concept of money, classicism, uh, and yeah, exactly, right, yeah. And I mean, Star Trek is well known for doing that. Every episode is this little moral story. Maybe it's a little too on the nose, but. Um, that's mm-hmm. I feel like that's at the heart of what good science fiction can be. Science fiction is either either it's accomplishing that some sort of societal commentary, or it is maybe kind of um, just a vehicle to um, to show off interesting ideas of technology and what the world could be, or how certain problems could be solved with technology. That's more the science part of the sci-fi. Or in best of both worlds, you combine them, um, and I think that's kind of like what Star, mm-hmm. Star Trek has done. A lot of like uh, Neil Stevenson books are interesting in the way that they're sci-fi, but it's almost kind of like the dystopian side of sci-fi. Um, anyway, just back yeah. to the show. I feel like the you know so much of the books, even if you want to tell it in a different way, it should still be making some of the same commentary because. I don't know. It's this is an author. He put a lot of effort into these books, and that's what he had to say. Like, what's the yeah. point of making this TV show if you're not gonna get those messages? Yeah, I can't across? figure out what it wants to say. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a broken record, right? So I won't say stuff again. But, but yeah, I, I can't figure out what it's trying to say either. <laughs> like, what, what, what's its lane? You know, what are we setting up for? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels pretty thin. Yeah, um, you know how like you watch some really good shows and like it, the whole thing just keeps getting more and more tangled and tangled and tangled, and you get to like the last few episodes, you're like, "How the heck is all of this going to come undone?" Right? Mm-hmm. And then it does, and it's like sometimes they do a good job, sometimes they don't. This one it just it doesn't feel like it's getting more tangled as much as just like confused. Like, yeah, it's hard to understand how all these pieces fit together, and like in a way they shouldn't like fit together. Like there's no, like this is a, we're talking about a whole galaxy. Like I, I don't know yeah. how these pieces are going to come together. And if they do like, uh, is it going to be like, Oh, they did that. Like, I hope not. I hope not. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe I'll get to the end of the season and be like, Oh my God, they just saved the whole <laughs> thing. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, maybe they really turn it around and I don't want to like misinterpret what Mike was saying. Cause I have to go back and listen to it. But I think Mike was saying one of the things that he thought was positive about the show is how they deal with time and how they encapsulate things. And as we're talking about this episode, I'm starting to think that actually, in on the other hand, that's also a downside of things because they kind of set these up as like parallel stories. Like in episode five, we start out with, let's see here, a good 30%. I'm just scrolling through the time window, <laughs> is her backstory on her home planet. And then 
we flash to the spaceship where she wakes up. And then, so we have like past and present, and then for her. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Anac- uh, the Anacreons on Terminus and that conflict kind of popping in and out. And so kind of to your point, it's almost like we needed to marinate a little bit in a, one of the characters or or one of the situations. And they they are doing a... They chose to set up these multiple plot lines for multiple characters. And the, the director's doing a good job of like keeping all those plates spinning. So I guess to Mike's point, like he's doing a good job of that, keeping it recent in my mind. But I think the trade-off is that level of investment in it's it's been a while since Game of Thrones. I'm trying to remember how they did that. But I feel like there were like multiple episode arcs on a particular, like you'd be up in the north, you know, building the icy wall. And sometimes there'd be, you know, a little blip of going back down south to see what was happening with Cersei and all that. Um, But you did get, I felt like I got to marinate a little bit more in like Jon Snow and these other characters. Um, They didn't move around quite as much as this. And this episode in particular, like I thought they were literally telling me that she's trapped on the spaceship and it's about to land on Terminus. The way they edited this, it felt like she's going to come yeah. in and save the day because they kept going back back to the conflict on Terminus and oh no, we need the, you know, the emperor or the empire to come and save the day, but there's a problem with that and then they go back to her trapped on the ship and she's like, "Where's the destination? The computer won't tell me the destination." And <laughs> so I, it's like I thought they were like literally trying to tell me that and then it's I I don't want to spoil it, but at, at the end, they she figures out that's not where she's going, right? Maybe you remember the end better than yeah, me. Yeah, right. And they do set it up that way because it's like she finds out she's like whatever, like thirty-four years and something in the future, mm-hmm. and like you're like, okay, well, that probably computes about with where they're at on Terminus. Right yeah, she's now. caught up, and so mentally, you're starting to put that together. So I'm still not sure that she's not going to somehow, you know, be like showing up there or become a part of the story in another way because mm-hmm. I mean I don't know you've seen more than me so you probably know you probably can't comment but I will um, say <laughs> it is um she's kind of doing did you, did you notice actually the the thing she did during when she was like outsmarting the computer right um mm-hmm. is very much like something that happens in second foundation I don't want to spoil it but you'll know cuz you read it yeah um, do you kind of know what I'm talking about? Feels very familiar. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if they're going, if they're like doing something that happens way later in the books now and with this character. And I think that would be kind of weird, but I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe it will actually be interesting because we need something that's interesting. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll have to wait and see, I guess, for next week. But anyway, you have read Second Foundation, which is the third book. Yep. Um, you, you'll maybe you'll know what I'm talking about, but it has you know a lot of searching for something very particular <laughs> um, in space. So we'll have to just see what happens. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm hoping we can get some more intrigue here. Something that makes me really want to like feel like I can't not see what happens next. I will <clears throat> comment on that on the scene where she's doing all the beautiful mind math. <laughs> you know, kind of pulling up stuff on the screen and just doing it in her head mentally, showing us what a super genius she is. That um, 
I felt like that was very, I don't know what the term is, not self-serving because it's not her episode, but you know, it was just like showing off how smart she is. And I remember even mm-hmm. Mary was saying like, why is she going through all this trouble? Like, lady, sit down. The ship is going to land soon. Just You'll find out where you are when you get out of the <laughs> ship, and then you can just take a taxi or whatever. It, like, if you're not pleased about the destination, just get on another. Like, she's like trying to calculate where she's going as if it's a life or death scenario. Like, she's gonna fly into a star or something crazy like that. <clears throat> yeah, it was like a Sherlock. Moment, it's this, right? yeah, and I'm but like, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't important. Like. Okay, so you figure out your destination. Now what? You're just gonna like hang out? Like, what's? Why is this so urgent? I don't know. So right. a lot the of odds that. are too stacked, right? If you're setting up this like either, you know, person versus the environment or person versus whatever, like you're right now in the situation where you're you have no control over what's happening, and so yeah, it's it's kind of maddening to have someone spend spend that much time like with their battle against this computer to figure out where mm-hmm. they're going. That seems ultimately inconsequential, like you're saying. Like right. if that had resulted in her being able to like outsmart the computer to get her to take it somewhere else, or right. to get it to, to do, get control of the like, computer, that'd be one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or or like she figures out where she's going, and and then it's sort of. Like that that triggers something within her. She understands now. Like, but there was none of that. It's like we we were confused. We did a whole bunch of uh, uh, really fancy sleuthing. Yeah, <laughs> and now we're still mostly confused. Right. <laughs> so and it's like great. All right, <laughs> good work, team. Another dead end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, we'll have to see uh, what happens. They did send her on a nice backflip with a knife in her hand. Yeah, uh, in slow motion. Yep. Which seemed again, it's just like uh, these episodes know, are visually beautiful. Porn. Yeah, yeah. It's just like wow. Okay. Well, what was the point of that? That happened, and I was like, I thought okay, she was going to stab why, why herself because of that. Like she's trying to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. But then the ship like flips over, and yeah. she actually kills herself. But no, it's just. Yeah, I don't know. That would be some irony, right? Like yeah. some some force within the universe has like. Halted her ship and caused her to, you know, like out of fate, like don't right. kill yourself. But then, like, she flips around and she like lands on the knife. And she right. Dies anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. A lot of a lot of blunders oh. here, but yeah, it's and the thing I keep coming back because it's beautiful to watch. Such nice like mm-hmm. production value. They have all the money they need apparently for a, a special effects and everything. Mm-hmm. And just maybe they have too much. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe maybe if they had to be a little more like. Lean and creative, it would be. Yeah, <laughs> more interesting. Yep. I don't know, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, this yeah. is going to turn into like the We Hate Foundation. I podcast, think so. I don't want to do know. that. I, yeah, I don't either. I want to try and we'll remain happens. positive. A, and it's like you know, not that the director is listening or anything, but you know, I feel like we can have some constructive criticism. I think you know, our complaints are fair. And we're we're gonna give them a chance to resolve it, like you said. Maybe they'll tie it up amazingly at the end. Uh, we'll we'll see. But you know, at the same time, we're not just fanboys that are gonna say yes to everything they give us. So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what our podcast listeners are expecting out of this, but yeah, <laughs> right. The well, the expectations are high, right? It's it's Apple. They got loads of money. They can tell any story they want to. This is the first so time this has been done. That's the frustrating done. part, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's not like it's on like AMC, right? Like, <laughs> I just I'm gonna throw AMC into those, but like, or like a just a studio that you know doesn't have basically unlimited funds, um, and maybe they have to tell a story a certain way because they just don't. They're not gonna throw the kind of money at it that it would take to tell. Yeah, you know, and and you're right. The visuals have been great. Like, I I, I thought it was like some of the you guys brought it up last time. It was really cool. The um, the sort of Death Star moment. Yeah. Uh, with <laughs> that, that, and that was like episode two or whatever. I was like, okay, that was pretty good. Like, I appreciate now. Like, now we really understand the power of the empire, right? So, like that, mm-hmm. that really brought to uh, that added something uh, when that happened. So, anyway, yeah, I think uh, we probably got to wrap this up. I think uh, we're trying to keep these on the shorter side. So, yeah. Um, but if you're, yeah, I hope I can join you next week because I'm, 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 well, I'm hoping I'm going to be more optimistic every week. Yeah. Oh, um, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, but you know, next time. Yeah, of course. Uh, and on that note, uh, yeah, we'll be away uh, for Thanksgiving stuff. I'm going to Mexico for a week, so that'll be fun. Hanging out Ooh. with my parents. Yeah, that sounds brilliant. Everyone is so jealous. I'm going to be here my, in St. Louis. My parents retired in Mexico. <laughs> They're like, why can't my my parents <laughs> go, go live in a tourist destination? <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I'd be visiting my parents all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, glad we anyway. could squeeze this in kind of at the last minute. I'll try and chop it up and publish it tonight because I got to catch a plane soon. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, I mean, feel free to keep watching ahead a little bit as long as, you know, we remind ourselves mm-hmm. of what was going on in the episode. I think we can backtrack. Um, I can't, yeah. I can't wait to, yeah. Get get deep into it and talk about some of these broader things. But uh, yeah, good chat. All right, awesome. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Rob. Happy Thanksgiving. See ya. See you next time. All right. Bye.